Welcome back to Movie Reel, everybody. I'm your host, Samantha Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy. Tell them what we do on this podcast, Sam. So we pick a movie and we watch it, and every month we have a different theme. I think if you listened last year, you might know what uh, what's the theme for March. But um, just like a quick little explanation, we did plan on putting things out for February. We had a we had one plan, then I realized that wasn't going to really work, and then we had another plan, and it's a mixture. And this happened last year too. It's a mixture of poor planning slash life gets in the way. Yeah, and in my case, life definitely got in the way with my job, and uh, I currently have COVID. So um, that's that's been a it's been a fun couple of weeks right now. Um, I I've been quarantined for about three or four days now, and I have completely lost touch with sanity right now. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm so I'm so bored out of my mind and also still very sick. So I apologize if I cough or sound kind of weird right now because that that's what's going on right now. I yeah, I had COVID like a few weeks ago, and um, it <laughs> the thing is I'm currently unemployed and I've been just like job hunting and so for me those couple of days or that week when I was sick it actually I actually almost enjoyed it because I'm like it actually maybe gave me a reason to be sitting around and doing nothing whereas before I felt bad about myself that I had nothing to do (laughs) and um but yeah it was like it was kind of like it was just I don't know I don't I don't know how it is for you but it was just like a cold because vaccinated so get vaccinated yeah yeah i'm, I'm fully vaccinated yeah I'm, I'm fully vaccinated and got my booster but i'm it's like like my symptoms keep yeah. fluctuating but i'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you because i well i mean not completely because i just started a a second job part-time because my other job it, it's not it's full-time but it's like i work various events and it's not an event every day so that's another job just kind of like keep things going so I'm basically working every day now. So when I got this, like, oh, so this is what it's like to relax. And now that I'm in that, like, mode of, like, working every day, I'm now, like, really, like, restless and bored. So it's like, you know what? Let's just jump on this now. And uh, it's like, I know we're still <laughs> technically in February, but screw it. Let's just get a jump on this because we're, like, really behind on doing anything planned for February. So that's... Hence our introduction to Marvel. Yay! Yay! So last year we did uh, Phase One of of uh, like Marvel Studios. So we did like Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to yeah. do for this month. And Kevin, you were the one that suggested it that we do kind of. Uh, was it you said like not really standard non MCU Marvel movies because there there's like a, like a fair amount to choose from, and I feel like. One of them I really wanted to go into because it's now being introduced in the MCU, and I, I feel like it would kind of be doing this movie a disservice by not at least mm-hmm. mentioning it on the podcast, let alone doing a full episode on it. Um, because I feel like this movie is kind of overlooked. Because uh, I remember when, um, around the time when Deadpool came, like first came out, everyone was like praising it as like oh, this is, like, the best, it was, like, the first R-rated, like, superhero movie. It's like, no, there have been several before it. If anything, I feel like 
this is technically the first R-rated superhero movie, and I feel like people kind of forget. Yeah, it's because this is very, like, like, I'm really curious to see um, how... So we're talking Blade. Did we already say that? No, no I don't think I dropped that yet. So yeah, yeah, we're doing Blade from uh, from 1998, starring uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, this is. I can see kind of the comparisons to Deadpool, but Deadpool, I will say, and maybe mainly it's just the way it was shot because this is kind of we've talked we talked about this last year how um, Marvel and Marvel Studios just the way visually things look. And the way the story is told tend to be everything's a little like drearier, um, a little darker and edgier. Um, like even if like like you know Tobey Maguire Spider Man versus uh, Tom Holland Spider Man. Story aside, they're I mean I mean yeah no I, I they're very different. Like the, that, yeah. the the they're shot very differently. The lighting and the coloring is different. Um, like it's a little it's. Tom Holland's a little brighter, um, bolder, um, you know, and, and like even like the story, it's just and like narratively, it's just I don't, I don't try, I, I'm trying to use another word other than different, like get more specific, but like it's a little more, yeah, <laughs> edgier. And Blade, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's a, I think I will say if I hadn't already known it was Marvel, I would not have thought it was Marvel. Um, it's very different yeah, than it, any other Marvel movie it, I've ever seen. It, it yeah, it, it it's definitely one of like the more unique ones. But this came out like keep in mind this came out in like the late '90s, and this was around the time when superhero movies were, for the most part, kind of crappy. Like this is kind of like in the wake of like. Uh, Batman and Robin and and Steel and like a, a bunch of like superhero movies that have either been complete and utter flops or have just been like no no one takes them seriously anymore to the point where it's just they're, they're just cash cows that, that there's no milk in it um, and this one since it kind of came out in the 90s it, it definitely carried on the trend of dark brooding black being like the main color palette uh for the majority of these uh and definitely had like it it definitely had like matrix like um like like themes yes i okay there is a particular there was a particular scene just the uh like layout of the building that they were in and the design of the building i kind of like i thought that too that's super funny, but that's a good comparison. Yeah, Matrix. It's got that um, that like like that like punk noir kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good uh, comparison. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, like the wardrobe for like half the characters, they look like extras in like the Matrix. Like, oh hey, like I'm Trinity. It's like you, like if you take any character from the Matrix and put them in the background of this movie, they would blend right in. Like immediately, like it's it's very much this movie is very much a product of its time. Like some of the effect, like some of the effects have not aged well at all. Oh, um, no. But I mean, just like Matrix. Yeah, yeah, no. But I mean, there are some instances in the Matrix that have that have aged pretty well. Um, yeah, no, there's, the there's plenty, but there yeah. are some. That look yeah, weird. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's one in particular that like I kind of am curious if I had seen it. 
um, I mean, I would, it was rated, it's rated R, so I would not have been able to see it when it came out, but I'm so curious if I had seen it at that time, like, what that would have looked like, but yeah, if there are certain, uh, special effects that just, it, it looked just so fake, oh, <laughs> they have yeah, not seriously. aged well, but yeah. I mean, whatever, you know, like, it's, I, I'm not gonna crap on that, crap it on it, crap yeah. on it for that, <laughs> oh, my god. But no, it, it, it is really kind of kind of a time capsule of a movie because you know like all the you know the technology cars fashion lingo like it's all 90s and us being 90s kids like you know only 90 not only 90s kids will remember this and it's just kind of funny seeing (laughs) like (laughs) the kind of like grunge hip-hop kind of of angle that apparently like all dark uh 90s movies had like apparently they all had one style and it was it either needed to be filmed at night or all the characters needed to wear a combination of all white or all black and this movie definitely fit that theme and that motif (laughs) i didn't think about that that's funny i just i mean i definitely noticed i'm like okay there's this random this vampire with who's wearing white and like a fur coat something i don't know i'm like yeah okay (laughs) like sure um so yeah let's let's just dive right on into this um so you you, this was your first time seeing this yeah yeah um okay the only things about this movie that i had known were you would i think you had talked about it saying like mahersha ali is going to be playing blade in the upcoming adaption and yeah. uh, you had, I don't know, is it this one or is it the next one where there's a deleted scene where there's a blood tornado? That That is, so yeah, at, at the climax of, it's this one. In the climax of this one, uh, Stephen, uh, uh, yeah, Stephen Dorff is the, the bad guy, Deacon Frost. The climax of the this movie that came out is he basically just absorbs, like, the power of, like, a vampire god and is like able to like regenerate or something and and is really like he he's given like very nondescript powers but in the uh unused footage that they use for this they basically just have like this really crappy effect of a blood tornado but the blood effects are really crappy so they don't use it that often and it's just him in there he sticks his head out it's like oh, come on, Blade, what are you doing? You can't fight me. And it's just, it looks really fake. And it's its very much unused, like, incomplete um, VFX shot footage yeah. that's out there. You, you can find this easily, like, on YouTube, but it's, mm-hmm. um, it, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they, they went with the ending that they did instead of that, because... I, yeah. Boy, oh boy, that is rough so, looking. So, I know that, and... I know the episode of Community that I, I, that is sort of, I guess, I don't know, this inspired the episode or the joke. The joke is that Britta has an ex-boyfriend who's in town and his name is Blade. And so Alvin and Tori are like, hey, you know what? We should watch Blade. And so they're just watching Blade. Like, that's what's going on. Like, they're just sitting there <laughs> watching Blade. Well, Britta, every time they keep saying Blade, she's like, oh, I gotta go see. Like, that's the whole joke so the whole time i'm watching this i'm like oh uh, I, I i totally forgot about that <laughs> um the whole time i'm watching that i was just thinking like huh they that, this is what they were watching <laughs> so uh <laughs> i want to talk so 
I want to talk about like the opening, the opening uh, scene of this. I literally, I was making notes and I literally wrote opening scene. Yikes. <laughs> because it's a uh, woman is, <laughs> she's been bitten by a vampire. She's in the hospital and she's pregnant and she's dying. And just like the kind of sort of her sort of convulsing and like being sick and then the showing her stomach. I, a lot of it, I was just like, I don't, they're not going to, show her giving birth right because that's gonna that's gonna be even more horrifying and then there's a baby and she reaches for yeah. it and then just well, cut, I mean, this and is, then I mean, this, what the hell was up I, with the I, font I mean, choice i mean to the font what that's what you're focusing the, on the font the font for okay so the opening scene i was like okay i'm guessing that's blade and then it's just saying like wesley snipes uh steven dorf blade and it's it's oh it's red because you know, vampire movie. Okay. But the font was just like block letters. I'm like, come on, it's called Blade. Have way more fun with the design of like that that's your you know that, for the your, for the words. That's your first main gripe, not the fact that the, the <laughs> yes. not the fact that they just have like a lot of like unnecessary B roll of just footage being fast forwarded. Um yeah, I, I noticed that. Because they, they do that like eight times in the movie. It's just B-roll <laughs> of like the city and it's just the footage being like on fast forward. It's like, I okay. noticed that, but the font bothered me more. <laughs> I, I have an issue with certain fonts. I don't... I, uh, like, apparently... It was the right <laughs> font choice. But uh, what city is this set in? Is it New York? Or is it just it city? Is, like, it I, is I just assumed it was not, New York. Not nondescript city. I when I watched this last night, I like was like, is this LA? <laughs> like, like I have no, I have yeah. no idea what city this is. I think in Blade Trinity it's New York, but if that, I don't know if this is the same city between all three Blade movies because it's been forever since I've seen all three of them. See, I I could I could not tell you what city this. I was is. like, is I, it I looked it up. All, like, all, what all, is all, this place? All, 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 all I know is. No, uh, this is Marvel, so Marvel takes place technically in the real world, so it's No, real I know cities. it's not Gotham. I just remember when I saw Joker, I was like, I, I kind of like that. I know it's Gotham, but it's kind of, it could be any city. Like, I liked that. Whereas here, I'm like, it's not, it wasn't a huge deal. I kind of, it looked, I mean, I don't know, there, it could have been L.A. I feel like if it, if it is L.A. or was L.A., that seems just really weird that they didn't specify because it's a vampire movie and LA is notably sunny. So to not mention that, I mean, again, Uh, it wasn't critical to the story. It didn't really matter. It could have happened anywhere. Um, But like, (laughs) yeah, the, the only time they actually specified location is like the very, very, very end of the movie when he's just randomly in Moscow hunting a vampire. And it's like, and we know this right. because it says Moscow uh, in that same block letter font. What you have you fixate on like the weirdest shit? I swear <laughs> to God, it's like, uh, like you're not even like. I I think it's weird that like in like the main city, like where the rest of this movie takes place, aside from like the Moscow like ending, uh, like they have. Blade's hideout. They have the hospital where he, like, saves his, like, doctor friend. It's, uh, where Deacon Frost is, where they have, like, their, like, hideout for, like, the vampires, and where they have this, like, 
hidden vampire temple where I presume it's all in the same city because they never specify it's anywhere else and they all get there relatively fast. It's like, uh, that is a really uh, crowded city if all that shit is in the same spot. I did not think about that, but it, yeah, see, it look what it's doing to us. It's not, again, it's not crucial to the story, but it doesn't really specify where this city is, and it, I mean, maybe that's kind of a point, because they're everywhere, vampires are everywhere, you have to watch your back, so, I mean, I don't know, it, it wasn't, I was more just curious where it was set, it wasn't, like, driving me insane where it was set, um, but, It, 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 it yeah. just bothered me that, like, it seemed like everything was right next to each other, it's like, hey, we kidnapped your doctor friend, be here soon, and, like, Blade's there within, like, the next scene, like, oh, there was, like, no time at all between that like i'm presuming like maybe an hour but it, it's like oh we captured you blade and your doctor friend it's like and they get like knocked out and it's like they wake up in the temple it's like all right everyone's wearing the same clothes so i'm assuming it's the same day so this thing is really close it's like wh where the hell is this in relation to like everything else because when they leave the temple they're in like a construction yard it's like okay that could be literally anywhere are they in the same city or not I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I feel like, actually, the layout of uh, his, like, garage, like, home, whatever, it kind of reminded me of, like, the firehouse and the ghost in Ghostbusters. Of that same, I, I, like, wait, what? I can I can kind of see that? Just, just, just a little bit, not, like, just a little bit, like, the, the layout and where stuff was. Uh, that, that really, it was, that was my only, it wasn't, like, it, it wasn't really of its location, it was more just, uh. Like they're, I don't know, just a little bit of the way it was designed. It's anyway, it's it's not okay. really uh, big. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so yeah. after after we had the opening scene in, I think it's at like 1967. It jumps to now in the present where this uh, uh, attractive woman is driving this like kind of like really like kind of dumb guys like oh where are we going babes like oh it's a surprise like <laughs> i like surprises yeah it's like all right well you're clearly like cannon fodder for this movie um she takes him to this like slaughterhouse where there's like a bouncer behind the steel door and they let him in and it's just like the most 90s nightclub you can imagine like they're playing like crazy like hip-hop techno music they have like <laughs> they do this thing with like the camera where like they fast forward the footage for like a couple seconds and then they flash like a little bit of white to make it seem like oh this is like a really like cool effect it's, like it's like what the hell is going like like it's a music video almost it's like yeah this vampire bringing this like this guy with her into this like nightclub everyone seems a little weird but whatever and then blood starts to like drop on him and then like from like it's like a fire you know sprinklers that go off and it's blood yeah. it, it, it is the the infamous blood rave scene is is what this scene is called and it is so iconically 90s cheese and the I image it. i thought was really great especially as he's starting to freak out and realize like holy shit but i was just like it just made me question the vampires because I'm like, are I'm just, are they here to kill him? Why aren't they killing him? Why haven't they killed him? He, he's, 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 he's the party favor. 
what? Okay, but I, I don't know. I just that wasn't clear to me. I was I, like, I didn't. And but then, yeah. but this also. So when Blade shows up, this also. And as I was watching, so again, I we said this in October. I said this in October when we were talking because we talked vampires all month. Uh, I yeah, I yeah. feel like I've never seen the same vampire like lore in like every single vampire thing I've seen. It's never been the same. I think maybe the closest is like Dracula and like Fright Night. Because, I mean, that is, like, you know, modern Dracula. But still, like, it's never... I never see the same thing multiple times. And this, I was like, okay, do they have... Do they have... um, Do they have speed? That was so unclear to me if they could run fast. Because there were times where I'm like, they could totally kill Blade. I don't know why they're all being stupid. Yeah, they, they, they do explain that, like, vampires have, like, superior, like, strength and speed to humans, but, and apparently, like, it seems like every, like, vampire that Blade fights also yeah. knows Kung Fu, so I guess that's just, like, a thing that all vampires know, or, like, like, I was joking, it's like, did they just have an interview process, like, hey, do you know Kung Fu? Because we'll totally turn you into a vampire, because we're kind of low on Kung Fu, guys, we lost, like, three last week. It's a whole thing. Do you want? Do you want? It's like, all right, let's go. Like they're waiting outside of like a karate studio to like turn them. Yeah, I, I. But they like in that <laughs> scene, they the vampires were using like guns and knives and stuff, and I'm like, what? What is your? What are you capable of? And it, I like when we watched um, Thirty Days of Night. That was another one where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of like lore of vampire that doesn't apply here, but they are still, like, very capable beings that can kill anything. And these guys, I'm like, what can they do? Because in the beginning, I'm like, these are the dumbest vampires I've ever seen. But then as the movie went on, I realized, okay, they just... I couldn't... I still... I cannot tell you if they were fast or not because there was one scene, one scene, when it was the subway, uh, the subway scene, which was, I think, probably my favorite part, favorite, like, piece of action in the movie but like uh they're like you know blade and doctor friend her name is karen but i don't think i think they maybe mentioned it like once in the movie yeah yeah i think yeah they say her name like in the very beginning with like her like, boyfriend co-worker really like, yeah her yeah yeah her really like random like romance thing with like a co-worker that goes completely nowhere it's like hey do you ever think about us like no dead okay really glad they mentioned that thank you yeah. but yeah yeah anyway. like and they jump on the they're like ju- they jump onto the back of the subway car and the vampires are like still running and for a second i'm like okay are they they it for a second i'm like oh it looks like they are fast they're just not faster than a subway but then it was they were slowing down so much that i'm like no, it doesn't. I guess they're not fast. I just could not tell. Like, okay, yes, they are strong. Yes, they drink blood, but like the the vampires in this movie are moronically incompetent. Like, like so. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Oh, they, like, yeah, no, like that. they're moronically incompetent. But like, yeah, they do have like you know like superior strength and speed. But it's like they severely underutilize any of those abilities on screen or at least it seems like that when they're fighting someone who has all the same abilities so it just looks like a normal fight whenever they're actually like fighting um which 
I don't know if that kind of like tones down like the actual like severity of like oh these two like mythical creatures like battling it out and like who knows like if they'll like they'll actually survive this encounter with each other and it's like all right just it just looks like a a, a random like run of the mill like kung fu sequence of like him like doing a spin kick into a guy and like snapping his neck and then he turns into like a really like cheesy like cg like skeleton with like ash spelling off of them um although i did i did think that was kind of cool that like since like they're all vampires that are like it's not just like a random like body is just going to be like laying around it's just like oh they're like dissolving into like their skeletons and like completely disintegrating it's like oh so he's like actually like killing vampires and like it, it's just it, it was kind of cool seeing that like they are in fact like these like like mythical like supernatural beings but like he's taking them out like no problem i did like that um how they died i thought that was like a cool idea and a cool design it was like they just like kind of burn but and you like see their skeleton when it's happening but i remember it was making me think of when um so like my sister and like uh (laughs) Like and like one of my friends, uh, he's like, are super into Buffy, and it's one of those shows that people have been trying to get me into. And I've watched like, oh, a oh, little yeah, bit I, of I, it. I have like one season. I'm on like the last season of that right now, okay, actually. Okay, but uh, it's a show. I'm like, I feel like it's a show I can see myself getting into eventually. I don't know, but anyway, I remember I was watching. I think it was like the pilot, or it was like the second episode, or whatever, when Buffy's fighting a vampire. And I remember I was telling my sister, I'm like, it's just kind of bugging me. Like she's just kill okay she's fighting this vampire but i'm not seeing her do anything that's different it just like she's not doing anything different than if she was fighting a regular person and my sister actually gave me a really solid answer she's like well i think because she is the slayer she can do that so it's not just that like she like no a regular person wouldn't be able to fight a vampire the way she is um she can fight kind of like because she can keep up with the vampires because she is the slayer and and like that actually i'm like that i'm like you know what i i accept that that's a solid answer yeah because i was like yeah no she's not doing anything that special she's just yeah also kind of like like it's like hand-to-hand like physical contact she's not using a i mean she has a stake but she like wasn't using a stake at that moment so i was like what is about this is different than if she was fighting a regular person so I guess, yeah, what's different is that she is the Slayer. So I was like, okay, sure, fine. And I kind of thought that with this. Yeah, and, and, and like, we kind of do see that, like, because we do see, like, um, like Karen and um, Whistler, like, fighting, like, some vampires, and, like, they, like, get completely, like, overpowered by, like, vampires, whatever, like, they're not, like, keeping them at a distance or, like, you know, like, they're vampire, like, mace or a gun or whatever. But when they're actually fighting them like hand to hand they're just getting like the the they're, they're rag dolls basically cuz like they're either like completely overpowered they're out like they're they're they can't meet the same speed as like whoever's attacking them even though i i really feel like this movie just like severely like underutilizes like their the vampire powers that we see in this movie because it just looks like 
just a bunch of, like, thugs. And yeah. I, I also thought it was kind of funny that, like, it seemed like all the henchmen just had a very strict dress code of, all right, we all need to wear sunglasses, we all need to wear black beanies, we all need to, like, wear, like, dark <laughs> clothes and gloves. It's like, all right, Jerry, uh, I have a small beanie. Is that going to fit you? It's like, cool, bro. All right, let's go. All right, we're all we're all set. Like, they, they look like boy band, like, like background dancers. Oh, we'll say... Like, seriously, like, what... Frost? I've seen, like, the, his, his whole, his outfit, his costume, like, I feel like that seems to never go out of style for vampires. Like, that's how, like, how he looked. It was, like, the dark button down with, like, black jeans or black, like, pants or whatever. I'm like, that's how I saw they dressed in Twilight. That's how they dressed in Vampire Diary. Like, that never, I think even True Blood, like, that never, like, that is just the universal, like, if you are somewhat good looking, this is what you're gonna wear as a vampire. <laughs> like, it's like whatever. I, I, I'll take. I will definitely take that over. Yeah, the beanies and the, the, the guy who was, the, the guy who the other vampire who was. I don't remember his name, but the one who. Oh, uh, Quinn. Yeah, he was in. He's the dad on Grounded for Life, and he was in Gotham. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah Bullock. Um. Yeah, uh, Donald. Logan. Yeah, yeah. I think I think is his how you pronounce his name. He uh like throughout the movie had his hair in braids, or he had like was it like uh corn just, just long hair. He just like, had he just had it was loose. like braids loose, or it was like was it corn rose at one point? Like like he, it was so. never he yeah, had various like hairstyles I... throughout, which I thought was like like somebody is someone doing that for him, uh, or is he doing that? Like yeah. yeah uh, also, I, I kind of want to, like, point out, like, the comparison between, like, Quinn and Frost. So, Frost is, like, the head of, like, this, like, subsection of, like, vampires that can control the city. And, like, the whole city and, I guess, like, like other, like, neighboring cities are controlled by, like, this, like, council of vampires that are, like, pure-blooded, like, born as a vampire vampires. And they think less of him because he was human who was then turned into a vampire so he's kind of like I, I like that how they have like a cast system with vampires and, and they kind of like like slowly kind of like introduce that but um so Deacon Frost is kind of like the main bad guy of this movie that like Blade has been like specifically like hunting down for a while and Quinn is like his like right hand man is like top lieutenant and Blade interacts with Quinn like, multiple times throughout this movie, he cuts off his, like, right arm in the beginning of the movie, then his left arm in, like, the next one, and he, like, like, him and Quinn, I feel like, have a way more history and way more beef than him and Frost do. Like, Fro him and Frost, like, they don't really interact until, like, halfway through the movie, and it's, like, over, like, FaceTime on, on like, a, a Mac for, like, three yeah. seconds. But, like, him and Quinn, it's just like, all right, I got you now, Blade, and he, like, stabs him with, like, a stake. He's like, oh, you, I owe you two for that, and he's, like, about to stab him again. It's like, why didn't they just make Quinn the bad guy? Like, these guys have, like, so much beef in history. Like, they're, like, they have more, like, personal, like, connections towards each other on, like, why they would hate each other. Like, he set Quinn on fire in the beginning of the movie, hunted him down, cut off his, both of his arms, and then in return, like, he beat the shit out of Blade and stabbed him with a, a stake and almost killed his uh, his friend Karen uh, multiple times. And, like, Deacon's like, what did Deacon do to him? It's like, 
nothing that we know of until like the very end of the movie and then beat up his dad again almost at the end of the movie with the help of quinn i don't even think blade knew that yeah and, and actually frost ordered quinn to beat the shit out of whistler so deacon didn't do anything to him so it's like why didn't they just make quinn the bad guy i kind of felt that one i i felt very much that like deacon was kind of a villain two things villain De- deacon's like a villain uh where in the beginning of the movie there are like he has like high stakes sort of like he's you know like allowing these raves and like you know the council whatever he's on is like worried about exposure and all that kind of stuff so he is causing way more of like a ruckus than the other vampires and so he wants to do this whole thing so he can kind of wipe out the caste system but it seemed more like yeah it wasn't with with blade it wasn't really aside from his history and even his history that he doesn't even realize is connected to deacon it was just like it's really just like he knows like like kind of cut off the like head of the snake type of situation i feel like that's how blade was viewing it but i want to go back to something else you said when you said you love caste systems in like vamp you love the caste system or like the hierarchy in yeah like i i just really like how it was like very like organically introduced in this movie oh yeah it wasn't um there was a lot of information we need to know and some of it kind of seemed a little most of the time it felt like it was being told to us at an appropriate time but um i want to continue with that but really quick i it's I I'm not a big fan of when there's like a hierarchy in vampire things. I'm really like I don't know. I think for me like like okay like uh, Twilight for example. There again I know. Hear me out. There are the like people the like you know they're like royalty blah 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 and they all they really care about is they they make they want to make sure that vampires aren't risking exposure. So like you could be turned to a vampire and as long as you aren't doing anything that's going to out vampires, they will not care and they'll leave you alone. So you could go for a long time with probably ever interacting or hearing from them. Whereas like in True Blood, there's like uh, each like state has like a king or like it's like a ruler, like a king or a queen of like, vampires, like, a, like, like Louisiana a or whatever. It's I know it's kind of dumb. But okay. anyway, I... I'm just, I personally, like, but Vampire Diaries, the only real hierarchy is the older you are, the stronger you are. So that, you know, the more experience and the strength and power is what makes it a villain, like, hard to, like, defeat. And I like that better, but I also kind of feel like the whole, the thing about vampires that I've always, that I, as a, like, a 13-year-old found appealing was the whole, like, freedom of it. And so I feel like when there's a hierarchy, it kind of, you know, it controls the freedom. Like, it's like, because, you know, they, they don't want to be exposed. They don't want, like, whatever. They want to just, li- you know, live among humans, but also kill them. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm I'm very yeah. picky with it. Um, but kind of, so jumping back to the other thing we were talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, like, like, I, like, I agree with you, but I, I do feel like this, like, there are some instances in like vampires movies where it's like, there's really no need or purpose for there to be like right. a, like a, a ruling order or like a hierarchy, 
but I feel like for this movie, the way they have it set up, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. They still... uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, like, but like, it, it it makes sense, and it seems natural for them to have like systems in this uh, set up, so they would have like safeguards for uh, to reduce like risk risk of exposure. Like they they eventually explain that like, oh yeah, we have like a bunch of like back alley deals with like all these like politicians and like they own the police and like deacon has uh basically like a like a familiar who's a cop who he eventually kills uh because you know reasons mm-hmm. and he's hungry but um it it was really cool to see how this movie sets up how this could technically be like the real world without it um making it seem so far-fetched um, and plausible okay like they, they made it seem as natural as it could possibly be while still remaining like this hidden like dark underside of the uh, okay. reality yeah, that's, you know? that's, okay that's a fair point um but this was another but kind of jumping back to what else we were talking about this kind of is another issue that i did have with the movie um, it occurred to me, I'm like, we are, I'm about 30 minutes in, and I, the movie's called Blade, yet 30 minutes in, I struggled to, I couldn't really determine if he was the main character or not, because he was, it just seemed like he was always out <laughs> doing something, and we weren't seeing him. It kind of, it felt like how, okay, like, it felt almost like, uh, Karen is our main character because we were, she's kind of, the, you know, a little bit of the audience surrogate. We're getting information at the time she's getting it because it is yeah. an exposition that we do need. But I'm, which is fine, but like, I wasn't seeing, there was, there were too many times I wasn't seeing Blade where I'm like, just kind of confused and I'm like, so, I don't know. I think, I kind of am just so curious if this was a, uh, like, an origin story. Like, is the upcoming one, is it going to be more of, like, how Blade... I mean, it gets explained. Uh, Whistler, who's kind of... He found Blade when he was a kid, and he was, like, you know, he's... And, yeah. Like, like feeding on the homeless and, because like, he, he thought and, he was a vampire. And uh, he kind of explains it. But that was something that I'm, like... I understand maybe not seeing it from the time he was a kid, but necessarily, I don't know, but like more of a start of how he got to hunting down vampires. So that's all he does. Like he's half human, yet he doesn't, I mean, I guess, what was it that he said? He, yeah. Does he steal money? That's how he operates? He, he steals, yeah, he like steals, he basically like, uh, sorry. <clears throat> he, <laughs> like, COVID, um, cough, cough, it's fine. Sorry, <laughs> it's COVID. Fine. Um, <laughs> so it it's explained uh, in the movie or like we see this uh, in the movie that he buys materials from this like like uh, random like shopkeeper who I, I guess he's like pretty like tight with um, we only see him like once though he like buys uh, stuff from him like on a on a somewhat daily basis because when like we see him he's like they're a week early and he throws him like a satchel and it's just a uh, I think full of, like Rolexes and we see when he's like beating the crap out of the the cop familiar he's like 
like robbing him basically and it's like what you think it's like what how do you think we fund this little operation of ours and he like takes the watch off and it's like it's a fake and he throws it on the ground so it's like i guess he just robs the familiars and like the vampires that he kills and just uses that to find yes. everything because that is a good point because these guys are very much independent and at times very illegal operators because there's there's literally a point in the movie where they're when he's like interrogating like the cop like outside in broad daylight on the street he's just slamming his head into like the trunk door of his own squad car in broad daylight in front of all these people no one says anything. We Blade don't... is not discreet. No, not at all. Like, he's still wearing, like, his, like, full, like, Kevlar black trench coat, katana on his back, gun on his hip, and he's just beating this cop, and it's like, no one's doing anything. Like, it's... Well, then he shoots at him, and everybody, like, jumps out of the way and kind of freaks out for a second, and then, like, the second I see Blade, tur- like, uh, it was, like, back, like, the angle change, and Blade's c- coming back towards Karen, I see a couple, like, girls behind him walking, and it's like, did you just witness that? Yeah, like, yeah. Are you no- just, you're just like, go, we're just going about it. Like, like, that was such a weird timing to have an extra move behind, because it was such, bo- I'm like, no, if someone sees a gun going off, they're all gonna run, or they're gonna, like, do- they're gonna do something. They're not gonna, oh, okay, he's done. We're just gonna keep going about our day. Yeah, but, no, it, 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 it was, it's really funny. And, it, yeah, and also, like, uh, later on in the movie, we see, like, him meeting with Deacon, and also, I have a lot of problems with that, but uh, he basically, oh, oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but basically, like, Deacon, like, has, like, this little girl as, like, leverage, so, like, Blade won't, like, try to kill him, which, you know, he, he does try to, so whatever he throws this little girl into like a, a hot dog cart completely destroys it and she ends up in the street not a scratch on her by the way and then blade runs saves the girl before she's hit by a bus and runs her across the other side of the street again not a scratch on her no one acknowledges that this thing happened she literally like runs by a couple people they barely acknowledge that she just like squeezed yeah. by them it's like is like I don't even think the vampires need, like, why is the council, like, worried about, like, the vampires needing to be discreet? They clearly don't give a shit. That, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, basically Blade is operating sort of the same way as the men in black, except they can wipe worse. memories. <laughs> way worse, but they can wipe memories he can't. And everybody just seems to, like, ah! Oh, he's done. Okay. And then they move on with their lives. It's, like, are you sh- it's, like, it's like he's not discreet and the rest of the world just doesn't seem to care. And yeah, that scene pissed me off too because I'm like, he it's daytime. Is there an explanation on why has was there an explanation in the movie on why a deacon can be out in the sun? Or was he like in yeah, the okay. shade slightly? Like so, so so okay, so so earlier on in the movie that him like Deacon and like a a bunch of like his like buddies from like I guess his coven or his gang or something kidnap like the main like vampire council leader and they like take him out in the sunlight and they kill him um but in order for them to not die from the sunlight they put on a bunch of sunblock like they, they straight up say in the movie like this is sunblock and then they wear like a bunch of like uh like basically like biker outfits like heavy like leather like jackets leather gloves and uh bike helmets with like uv lenses 
to to cover their face so right. they can still see everything. So it's like okay, that makes sense, and I, I can understand why they don't why they don't just use that to like try and hunt down Blake because like that's kind of bulky. I yeah. imagine that's kind of hard to see. Like okay, that kind of makes sense. Then like I want to say like twenty minutes later, Deacon's just out in the open wearing his normal clothes and just wearing like a bunch of sunblock. So he looks a bit paler now, but it's like, if that's literally all it takes to be a vampire out in the sunlight, it's just, just wear a shitload of sunblock and look really pale. It's like being a vampire is literally just a day at the beach. Then there's no real downside then other than, you know, of course, like having to like kill and eat people, but eh, whatever you'll get over that. Uh, But it's, it's, (laughs) I appreciate logic, and I appreciate that the screenwriter was, like, realizing we have to... I mean, I don't know, maybe this is also in the comics, but, like, you need explanation on a lot of these things, sure. But it's, like, sometimes it's, like, also, you're kind of going... There is, like, a thing when it's, like, there's too much... You're trying so hard to make this make sense that it winds up not making sense. And this was just one of those times where yeah. it's like, yeah, like, okay, they have sun, they have sun, like, block, whatever. But, like, also, wh- what, why? They could just, yeah, they could just wear that all the time and go about, just go, like, it, it's just. It, it, it the, the scene is completely devoid of logic and completely, like, messes with the fact that, like, okay, if vampires can just do this so easily like he just kind of like casually puts it on like i guess he doesn't need to put stuff on under his clothes so if he just like so with like that logic he'd literally just like walk around like wearing like a really like thick poncho and like having like an umbrella like over his head like all all the time and as long as sunlight just doesn't touch him he'll be fine i guess like it's so stupid but i mean like, I can understand if, like, certain vampires, like, it doesn't affect, like, because I think in one of the sequels, like, spoiler, I think he just straight just beats Dracula. <laughs> like, Dracula is just a thing, and he can, like, walk out in the sunlight. He's like, okay, I guess that makes sense, because he's, like, the first vampire. So it's like, I guess, like, all this stuff is just, like, doesn't really affect him, because everyone else is just, like, a diluted, like, mutation from, like, his original thing. So it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense why it's not affected to him, but like everyone else, it's just like, if, if this is all it takes to not burn alive, why doesn't every vampire do this? Like, it's almost, yeah, it's like, it's trying too hard to be logical. And if anything, and like that scene, that scene at the park with Deacon and Blade and the girl, that could have been a way more, serious more like i think it was trying to have like i don't know was it trying to show that blade kind of just has his mission and he doesn't really care about anything he does save the girl but he kind of also was like i guess and it was he's the one who put her in he he kind of put her in like the direct line of fire by shooting first really the the point of that scene is because uh deacon is talking to blade because there's information he needs him to know like like join us like he he basically needs blade to complete this like ritual thing that he's gonna do and i don't know it could have just been brought it could have been like yeah it could have been in a more sinister manner or like it could have been at night there was i feel like it could have made that scene not only just more 
like, yes, there's action and, like, there's, like, a little girl's, like, life is at stake. And it also, the whole scene just sequence is just another example of how Blade just did not give a fuck and will just shoot anyone at broad daylight. And, to, like, and he doesn't, never once gets arrested. Yeah, the, the, there's no, there's no, like, legal repercussions no. for what they're doing, like, at all. Like, the only time we see that is when, like, the cop familiar shows up. It's like, oh, okay, so, like, the cop is, like, actually kind of, like, doing stuff and it's like, Oh no, he's just a bad guy, and then the cops just going full firing squad in the hospital, like in the beginning of the movie. It's like he is holding an unconscious hostage. Why are you all shooting? <laughs> Hold your fire! But I, I think the scene with Deacon, they they made it daytime to make it seem plausible on why he just has a little schoolgirl. Like, why would there just be a little schoolgirl walk around with, like, her backpack at night in not L.A.? Or, like, it, it made it makes sense on why it's daytime and why there's a little girl. So, like, that wouldn't make sense. That wouldn't make like, sense at night, was... but, like, why did the little girl even need to be there? Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, exactly. Not, like, I don't know. I feel like we... It... Because I, I feel, because I feel like if it was not a little girl, it wouldn't be as strong of a reaction for like Blade or the audience. It's like, oh, it's just some some random guy at night. So it's like, okay, there's not. I, I feel like it's a bigger stake. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Uh, if it's if it's like, oh, it's a child. So like, children are like naturally innocent. If it was just some guy, it's like, for all we know, it's like, oh, he was probably like some asshole that like works for deacon or something like we don't know who this guy is we think he could be like this could all just be like a really elaborate sloppily conceived trap but if it's a child it's like okay she's innocent there's clearly like nothing that she can do to defend herself if it's like some random guy it's like oh he could try and like you know like attempt to muscle his way out of like uh being held by like deacon or something like that uh but yeah, and if it was a little girl, it's like, okay, it's not going to make sense if it's night, because why would there just be a little girl wandering around in the city at night? Because then that's just, that, like, that's just poor, that's just, that's, that, that's just, that's just poor parents. I get what you're saying, but I kind of just feel like that we didn't really, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying there was the little girl and that whole thing was pointless or unnecessary, but I think that the information and basically what he's, he's trying to convince blade to join him of course blade's not gonna be interested but i don't know i feel like i don't know i'm just like we like, like whatever like we very like, much need to have the join me come to the dark side like situation. We, well, we didn't really talk about it so blade i don't think we talked about blade is half vampire because when he was born his mother was bitten and he survived but he it like kind of messed him up genetically so he has like the strength and uh like he has a lot of the qualities of a vampire, including he, he, their he thirst. Has, I, yeah, he has all their strengths, yes, none of their weaknesses. But he like ages like a but he's still a you know, half human. He ages like a human. Um, I would think I would think can he die like a human? He was wearing a was it like a bulletproof vest when he gets shot at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, he's wearing like Kevlar. Like I I don't know. I'm I'm sure that might be explained in the comics, but this is one of the few heroes that I know like very little about i i don't okay. really know much about blade outside of 
these these movies, and I don't know how well those uh, follow the comics. Because right, okay, again, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, he also has their first, and so we see in the beginning. This was again another major issue with Blade. I I had because like he he doesn't he's basically he's half vampire. He does not want to be this way. And in the very beginning, we see him, he goes to the shop who, I guess, knows what, who and what Blade is and what he's doing. And he's saying, like, he needs, he, there's a serum that he needs. And he's starting to kind of, was it like he's building a resistance to it or it's not really working. And then we see Whistler give it to him. Still don't really know what it means. And it isn't until later when Whistler explains it that it's like a serum that's trying to kind of shut off his urge to feed. And I just think, see, that's information that, okay, we're, we don't, maybe we don't need to know it right at the beginning, but could there be more yeah. examples, like, throughout, other than just, like, the subway scene, he's, like, kind of struggling, like, he needs his serum, whatever, but if more, maybe more scenes of him, like, like, it's taunting him, like, trying to feed, or, like, he's, because that's, that's really what, that's really Blade's characterization, is that at the end, he ends up feeding and uh, um, Karen was able to come up with a cure, but he's like, I'm not, you know, he's not ready to take it because he wants to use his powers to still, you know, end this whole like vampire like war. So he can't do that. Obviously if he takes the serum. Yeah. So he takes the um, cure. So that's, that's his, that's a huge part of his character. And I guess kind of thought they could have shown us more examples of him struggling and, it's it's other than just he okay it's yeah we saw a few scenes of him like he needs a serum but i don't know like i think him feeding and his fear of fear feeding and becoming a monster i don't know i kind of thought that something that could have been shown not just more but also just a little better because blade is his characterization was yeah. just kind of poor in the beginning and i'm like he, yeah, he he he's not a very expressive character. Like, no! like the scene where like his like 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 Whistler like when he like comes back after like Deacon Frost like kidnaps Karen and like beats like Whistler to like near death and is like about to turn him. Like Whistler is just like a bloody like pulp of a mess. Like his eye is completely like swollen shut. He's got, like cuts and gashes like all over him. And like when like Blade looks at him, he just goes, "Oh, like that's it." That's his, like, Oscar-winning reaction that his, like, father figure that he's known since he was 13 raised him since he was a kid and basically put him on a path that basically is his entire life's, his entire life's goal. And his reaction is, oh, uh, like, that's yeah. it. Like, that, that's the best Blade, reaction that we Blade get out of him. Blade is also not the only one with uh, no or very little expression. Karen, in the very beginning, when we first meet her, so, uh, like, Quinn's burnt body is brought to, like, the hospital. Like, he's in, like, he's about to, like, get an autopsy or whatever. And she's looking at his, like, like, something, what was it? Like, something with his blood cells. They're doing something. And she's like, this is impossible. And she thinks it's her ex-boyfriend co-worker who's just trying to, like, spend time with her or whatever. And then uh, she goes to check out the body. And, yeah. the you know, he's not, Quinn's not dead. And he attacks and bites uh, her coworker, 
and she has no expression on her face. She's just standing there. She does not look scared or shocked or anything. And then, like, I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, you, like, I get you can't, maybe you don't, you don't, you're not really comprehending what you're seeing because it's in, you're in such shock, but you have some sort of expression. Like, you're seeing something that you would not expect to see. And I was like, I wrote, I think I made a note, like, does she have no expressions or emotions? Like, what the hell? Towards, as the movie goes on, she's way more, has she, more expressions. She has no survival it instincts was so, whatsoever. But, like, I don't know, she's not, like, useless. And as the movie goes on, she's pretty helpful, and, and she's able to also fight. But, like, in the beginning, I'm like, yeah. what is your deal? Yeah, I mean, she, I, although, I, I, although I will say this, she cannot aim worth a shit. Like, she, like, when they're, like, attacked at the base, she... Like, there's a guy, like, running on, like, this catwalk. She hits the railing every single time, and you can tell, because, like, you know, when you miss, there's sparks hitting everything. So it's like, you miss every single time. How do you have, at the same time, the worst aim and the best aim? Because you're, like, missing the target, but you're missing it consistently <laughs> and like, the weirdest spot. I didn't really notice that. And 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 all and also in the temple when she's like shooting like I guess like Deacon's like girlfriend she's shooting like every pillar like right as like she's like running behind it like three feet like after she's run by it. it's like again you have like the best worst aim I've ever seen since a stormtrooper like, <laughs> I knew that was gonna come up going on with you <laughs> um we should jump ahead though she comes up with a another weapon for blade to use and it's like what you you add something if there's something that comes into contact with like vampire blood it basically will make them explode and we see blade use this when he stabs them with this like dart thing that he has and they're slowly turning into they're like becoming like it's like they're tomatoes almost like they're red and they're like expanding and then they just explode and when of course that's how he defeats deacon and he puts like a bunch of those in him and then he it's like he looks like grapes yes. like that are in the shape of like a human heart yeah it's oh 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 uh do you remember like the cool badass action one-liner that he gives to deacon as he's like about to kill him what what was his what was his cool badass action line what was it it was like there's some dumbasses that try to some motherfucker some yeah. some motherfuckers always try to ice saying? skate uphill. Minus the motherfucker. I have no idea. That is the weirdest. I'm like, you can't. That is the weirdest. Can action. you not ice skate uphill? <laughs> no, it, I'm like, I mean, I guess that'd yeah, be hard. It, it's but hard. Anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm like yeah, what? No, like, ice skating is hard in general, and like, yeah, ice skating uphill is like really difficult. But it's like. Why is this the thing that you're saying to the bad guy? I wish Deacon was like, what? Yeah, like, I'm... Who talks that Like, way? I'm watching it. I forgot, like, how dumb that line was, because it's been forever since I've seen it. So I'm, like, watching it. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like, what? What is going on? <laughs> I didn't... If anything, I was like, what? I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, sh- sure... Like if that's impossible, then okay. But I feel like if you're fast enough, you could maybe do it. I don't. I don't know. I can't ice skate, so I don't know. But yeah, I thought the same. I was like, what? Yeah, regardless of how easy or hard it is, the fuck does that have to do with the situation? <laughs> <laughs> because Deacon's trying to 
the fact that you're the fact that you're actively trying to defend the stupidity of this line is amazing, me. Like you can't. There's no. There's no. There's a. There's no right side to this. There's just. It's there a stupid line. It doesn't line. make sense. I agree. I agree. It doesn't make sense. I'm just trying to see how it applies. Um, but yeah. it. It. Yeah. It. Like, it's, it's a really stupid line, but yeah, he he kills the bad guy, and we get to the end of the movie where. Um, pretty much like every like comic book movie and like action movie up to this point, like they just like randomly like shoehorn in that like oh and like Karen and Blade like kiss because like Thank you're you. a guy you're a no, no like it, it it would shoehorn like pretty much any oh. other movie would do this like you're a guy she's a girl romance but this movie doesn't do that which is i appreciate kind of that like it's it's yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate that because i was gonna say that if, yeah if it, if it was literally any other movie that would have happened but this movie is just like no like we've known each other for like what like a, a week, week? yeah yeah like a week tops and it's like their interactions are not that like there's not a lot of chemistry like between them for like anything like that to rem- yeah I agree. It was, um, I kind of assumed there was going to be something, but then as it went on, I'm like, there's, I, I was, I part of it was like, they better not kiss. But I also, I think I stopped thinking about it because not saying there's nothing there, but not enough is there that if, if they kiss, like nothing, nothing would have warranted them like kissing or anything like, and I, yeah, I appreciated that so much because I can't, fucking sand when movies do that and like it's it's just so overplayed and so i appreciate that blade didn't go that route um is she in the sequels same either whether it's the same actress or just the same character i i don't think so i think that she was just in this one but it's been it's been a long time i could be completely wrong and they just used a different actress but um so yeah, I, I I just remember in the in the third one it has Ryan Reynolds and Patton Oswalt in it. What? And they had to give Ryan Reynolds they had to give Ryan Reynolds like way more uh screen time and like way more like yeah basically like screen time because Wesley Snipes was apparently like a nightmare on set for the third really one. and there's like so many like inter there's so many like interviews that like Patton Oswalt was like yeah <coughs> yeah he- <coughs> oh god hold on. Sorry again, folks. Um, okay. <clears throat> I know, like, I, I, I'm just, like, trying to, like, somewhat try and stay professional here. Um, uh, uh, there's, like, multiple interviews where um, uh, Patton Oswalt gives, where he says, like, oh, yeah, like, Wesley Snipes, he only responded to the name Blade. Like, he would not respond to anything else. He What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is he, is he a method actor? Resp- what? Is Wesley Snipes a method actor? Like, I, I, staying in character all the time? No, no, I don't think so. Um, he was, like, had, like, a verbal argument with the director and would only, like, communicate with him by with, like, post-it notes that he would just leave on there. He would, like, not leave his trailer, like, a lot of time because he would just get high all the time. Like, he would just stay in his trailer and just get completely stoned. So it's like, well, we can't, Did he he can't come out because... I, I, I don't know what was did, up with him. Oh, like, okay, he's like sounds like he don't want to be there. Like I I I have 
no idea. <laughs> I mean, does he, do you know if, like, did he like doing these movies or anything? Or you don't know anything about that? I, it, it's been a long time since I've heard any of these interviews. These are, like, the main things that I do remember. <laughs> that's weird. And that's stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's extremely stupid. So, we've been talking for about an hour, so we should get into the big question. Kevin, did you think that Blade is real? Um, no. Yeah. I, I think that, like, vampire. I think that vampires, the way that they describe themselves and set themselves up in this movie, I think they could happen. I think Blade would have been shot by the police, like, years ago if this is how he operates in the public. Like, yeah. there would have been, like, like an APB out on him, like, immediately the sooner he's seen, he's seen, like, walk around in public. It's like, there is a, there's a man wearing, like, body armor, has an Uzi, several guns, weapons on his uh, chest, and a katana walking around uh, <laughs> this, this, like, residential area. Can you, uh, can you send some, like, police over here? Like, that, yeah, that is a very valid visible threat that like warrants some like police like investigation yeah um so yeah. it's like so it's like like it, like the vampires and like everything else like the way they exist yeah i can believe that like them having like some like shady like backroom deal with like local politicians to like exist with somewhat discretion in the world that makes sense some, for the most part, from like the public eye, some maniac running around shooting up like a uh, like a slaughterhouse with like uh, an Uzi and a katana. It's like, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he he got shot down like six months ago. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you kind of can. I was gonna. I went out while watching this. Like I'm like. I was thinking, like, this, I'm going to say no, this is not real. You kind of actually swayed me a little bit on the vampire stuff. I do feel like it's, it's like, overcompensating. Like, it's trying really hard to make all of their actions believable and, like, the fact that they wear sunscreen and, like, all that stuff. But, so I'm kind of eh with that. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's completely stupid. But, sense, like, them existing in, like, secrecy, like, but, yeah, like, no, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I was thinking, that, like, there's, if Blake... Yeah, first of all, he, there's no way he would have, he totally would have been, like, arrested. There's multiple times where, well, okay, like, the, in the hospital, he's being shot at because it looks like he's kidnapping uh, Karen, which, I mean, I guess he is, but he's trying to save her. And uh, then in the, scene, the very beginning, after the rave, and he leaves, like, he leaves, like, the human that he like the human survived and he like leaves him and then the police come in and i'm like did he just frame this kid for like murder or like a, you know like assault on a person at least like but but um anyway i just thought yeah he there's no way he would have not been caught or at least like been arrested a couple of times like I think that was also just my blade i think him, he would have been a way more intriguing character if he was more living in the shadows and he was being discreet, but he's not, he's just doing, he's just hunting vampires, but not at all trying to keep it a secret and like living in the shadows or anything. So I got to say, I got to go with 
no, I didn't yeah. find it very real. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that being said, this movie is very entertaining, and it, it's kind of like a it's it's a weird watching these kind of superhero movies now, like early like two thousand superhero movies after being exposed to the MCU for like ten plus years, and kind of seeing like this is kind of how they were. They were like really grungy, and they kind of went through like this weird kind of like I feel like I guess you would say in like an experimental phase because this kind of got the ball rolling to like for like uh comic book movies to be taken a little bit more seriously like they can be gory they can have like plenty of action they could have like really like compelling like uh like an interesting characters and it kind of got the ball rolling and eventually we got uh like the sam raimi spider-man we got um uh uh some more um like the angley hulk movie which wasn't the best, but it did elevate comic book movies to have like more like larger than life action than a lot of the yeah. previous ones did. And like we got more like you know like X Men, Fantastic Four, and and uh, like Batman Begins, and and just it it elevated comic book movies to uh, a higher standard. I feel like yeah, than yeah. what they previously had before this. Because before this we we because before this we had like Steel and the Phantom with Billy Zane. And oh yeah! <laughs> really, just really crappy. No one took these movies seriously. Like dog shit movies that, in no way, shape, or form, hold up in in any standard. Um, yeah, I think this movie, I was kind of it was kind of meh for me. Uh, there were scenes, sequences I really like. We talked a little bit, like, about, the, like, the subway chase. Like, that was kind of fun. Um, but, like, I don't know. I didn't really particularly care that much about Blade. And there were, like, just... I realize there's stuff we still... Did. We, we Like, did we mention that his mom actually survived and is a vampire? And she's been just, like, sleeping no, with No, like, it... it... It, it was thrown in at, like the last so minute, and I think that like it it it, it served no purpose. It was, it, they, it was like so the movie, yeah. the movie didn't utilize it as all at all. So it's like it really wasn't worth mentioning. At I all. feel like you know everything was being taken pretty seriously, and you know yeah, as I it should be, but I'm definitely very curious to see how this will be introduced in MCU. I feel like in MCU, I like, I might, I can see myself liking it more than, I, I wasn't, I didn't hate this movie, but I wasn't, I was kind of on and off board or just, I didn't particularly care. I didn't really care that much about anybody. I kind of liked Karen, like, and Whistler I liked, um, but like, it was, I, I didn't really particularly care about anybody, so... What the second the movie ended, I just scroll, I just fast forward to make sure that there was no post credit scene, and then I'm like, okay, we can start, we can start recording. <laughs> I asked you because I keep doing that, not just with Marvel, but with pretty much anything that's not Marvel. I keep forgetting about post credit scenes, and and I just don't think about because I only associate it with Marvel. But now so many like other, you know. Like, Star Wars is doing it now, and, like, Disney's, Disney's been doing it for a while, though. But, like, I forget all about it, so now I yeah. actually, I'm like, okay, either stay here or remember to fast forward and check to just see. Yeah, I, 
I, I totally forgot to check to see if this movie had an end credit scene because that trend didn't really start until well after these movies had came out. So it's like it, certain yeah, movies that's... did it. Like uh, Pirates uh, has it. Yeah, like they, it, they do it. Like things well, like that. Well, I mean, but... I mean, I know. Like I knew it wasn't like an unheard of thing, but like the amount of movies right. that had it at that time were very few and far between. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, a very much, like, oh, yeah, this is what's going to happen for, like, every Marvel movie from now to the end of eternity. And it's just something that we all know now. It, that was something yeah. that, like, eh, we might do this to sequel bait you. But I, I think at, like, the time, I don't think that they were even planning a sequel for Blade. And, like, the sequel kind of came out way later. Because the second one had a... Uh, the first one was directed by... Um, it was directed by uh, Stephen Norrington, and the second one was uh, directed by, or at least heavily worked on by Guillermo del Toro. What? Uh, yeah, Guillermo wow. del Toro worked. Yeah. Oh, it is a completely different movie. Is it better, or is it just different? I would say better. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, and it had. Uh, it even has Ron Perlman in it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And it also, uh, Wessler, I don't remember how he survived shooting himself in the head, but he's in it. <laughs> Spo- spoiler. Um, spoiler for this, like, 25-year-old movie. Um, oh, no, 20-year-old. This one, the second one came out in uh, 2002. Yeah, they, they had a four-year gap between uh, Blade 1 and 2, and then hmm. 3 came out, I think, like, a year later? Oh, 2004. Okay, I was I was off by a, year, okay. a couple. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just yeah. It, yeah, it, it was just a weird time for for comic book movies because they just had this weird ex- experimental phase that it's like okay, like all these other ones aren't working, and they kind of just found this like niche of dark, brooding like characters that like kind of like continued with like like daredevil and like they try to like mimic just like oh it's working for like batman and stuff like let's try like doing this for ourselves and it just became this like overused trend that didn't really die down but it's not bad in this one because it kind of was one of the first ones to really like make it a trope you know all right so uh, with that being said, I, I feel like we've pretty much covered uh, the entirety of Blade now. Uh, do you got anything to add to this one, Sam? Uh, no. <laughs> I just... Uh... <laughs> it's a dot, dot, dot. Um, uh, but uh, before we sign off, uh, Sam, where can these uh, lovely people find our voices where I do not sound like I am dying um... right now? I mean, you don't really sound like you're dying. You just sometimes sound like you're dying. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, th- thanks. That makes me feel um, so much better. Yeah, we are on uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, so we, po- we post, you know, upcoming stuff, let you guys know, um, you know, when things are coming out and what we're doing next. And, uh, yeah, this uh, – it's going to be fun month. Uh, so, yeah, uh, stick with us, and we're going to keep talking Marlon superhero stuff. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. Because um, a lot of these movies I, I probably haven't seen in, like, close to, like, 15 years. So it, it's kind of oh, it's gonna yeah. be kind of like a weird, like, like I probably haven't seen, like, some of these movies since I originally saw them in theater. So it's, it's yeah, going to yeah. be kind of a, a fun uh, blast from the past for me. Um, so that being said, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and you've been listening to Movie Reel. Movie Reel.